Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Sword Coast Coast to Coast. This is Cameron here. We got a new theme song. Thanks so much to Audio Sprite. You can learn a little bit more about Audio Sprite by going down to the link below and checking out his songs that he does. He's done several things for us here at Range Touch, but you're not here to learn all about Audio Sprite, despite the great benefit of doing that. You're here to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the world of Sword Coast Coast to Coast. The past two episodes have been solo sessions in between basically recording two and recording three. This is the beginning of recording three. The team finishes up in the Easting and then decides what they're going to do next. They're following up on Silverleaf's, you know, I don't know, clue that he found in his solo session. You can listen to that in episode nine. And uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's very exciting. They start going to new places. It kind of begins the next little arc that we have. Although, again, this whole recording session that we did, uh, recording session three, is self-contained. So you can listen to the next four episodes or so and get one nice little story. I hope you enjoyed a lot. Uh, I enjoyed running it a whole lot. There's some general store antics. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that you look for when you listen to Sword Coast Coast to Coast. So thanks so much for listening, and I will let you get to the show. It's been. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it's been one week since uh, since the the last adventure at the Tower of Obalon ended. You all returned, or at least three of you returned to the town of Easting, which is in fact east of Burdusk and Iriabor, the kind of two larger trading towns in this little part of the region. Um, you returned to Easting. And um, and you returned at night. Uh, you brought back Paige and Jeff Steed Handler. Wait, Paige? No, Gina. 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 Sorry. I, yeah, I, I did this uh, the other day with Mary, too. Sorry. Uh, so you brought back Gina Steed Handler. You brought or, or Gina Stormhand, Jeff Steed Handler, in the cover of night. Um, and you deposited them into um, Paige and Gina Stormhand's home. Um, for the most part, those people have been lying low, um, and uh, Kylie wandered off, headed back to Burdusk, um, deeply confused about where you were actually supposed to return to. So, in the intervening time between the last session and this one, so there's, there's been a week, all of you have done something a little bit different. I've recorded those sessions. People who are listening to this will have heard those already, but none of you... Um, really know what happened in those individual sessions. So uh, why doesn't everyone take like two minutes maximum to reveal to the party what you did? And you can tell them anything you want to tell them. Because some of you had different things happen that you might want to keep secret or, or uh, you know, things like that. You know what I mean. So, um, Mary, since we just did yours, uh, and other people might have to think, why don't you? Uh, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, I renamed the local tavern in Easting. Um, it is no longer the old Ole. It is now the old Owlbear. <laughs> and also, I solved the disappearance crisis that Easting was having. So, you know, didn't we do that? Didn't we all do it, that last time? I mean, not really. As far as anyone else was concerned, nothing was solved. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Silverleaf, uh, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, Silverleaf. Uh... Let me narrate as Silverleaf. Mm-hmm. I traveled back to the tower. Silverleaf is uh, is is wearing a helmet. Um. I traveled back to the tower, and I found, uh, I, I went looking for more, uh, uh, magical artifacts and, uh, and clues, and I found, uh, this cool staff. Um, he's got a staff that's, like, got, uh, a few items floating above it. It's appear- apparently magical. Um, and... I also found, uh, I forget what I found. I think clues? I found, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I found I, I found I found Obalon's journal, and I found 
a clue as to where oh no i found a, a seal this this seal right here of where uh Obolon was getting some of his alchemical materials um so maybe if we find whoever owns this uh this like trading stamp we can we can figure out uh where where that wizard might have gone yeah it's like a uh, like a hand-sized piece of tin where someone has stamped something into it and maybe it would go like be attacked to a crate and it's of two serpents kind of intertwined and curled up with one another cool Remind me to send y'all a link to a song later called Can of Cashews on My Mouth. It's a, <laughs> it's a real good song. So relief that that all you want to talk about? Uh, yes. I also found this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Weg, what did it's you... It's protecting uh... me. Did leveling up grant you proficiency? Yeah, he has martial helmet use now. <laughs> yes. I have uh, disadvantaged all perception checks. <laughs> uh, this is a good bit. I like this. Uh, Weg uh, just went and, and had a nice little morning down by the river. Uh, he walked down to the river that that cuts through Easting and uh, while there met a, a halfling fellow who was fishing and uh, the halfling man was was concerned about uh gina is the one we brought back Mm -hmm. he was concerned about gina uh her monstrous new appearance and uh wanted to find out from wag if you know he needed to be afraid of her now um and so wag did his best to reassure him that uh even though she's you know, looks different. She's still the same person that he's known this whole time, and he seems sort of satisfied with that before heading back off into town. And uh, Weg, after he left, Weg just kind of kicked around in the river for a little bit and thought about stuff. Yeah. And uh, Kylie, what did Kylie get up to? Kylie had the um, Kylie and Silverleaf had the most like. Uh, going out from the town kind of adventures um yeah uh... so at the end of last week kylie assumed that you guys were going to drop these missing people off in town and then we're going to head back to the real town burdusk which he figured out wasn't the case when he found out that it took much longer to walk back there than the um the barge that we had originally taken was going to take so he turned he got about halfway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And he heard some. How many bugbears did you encounter? Oh, sorry. No bugbears. Um, though. Go bugbears. He, um, he met some people that he knew, um, like previously, and it. This didn't really happen in the thing, Cameron. Mm-hmm. But I think that that encounter, um, one of the things that Kylie is thinking about right now is he's feeling a little light in the pockets after having seen them. I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a funny reaction to have there. Well, everyone can find out in like two weeks when, when these episodes come out, <laughs> what, what occurred. Okay, so you've all done that. You've come back to Easton. You've done your individual things. You're all back in Easton. You're hanging out in the uh, in the old owlbear. And um, by the end of the week, you know, kind of Saturday to Saturday, um, Charlie Backhand's got the uh, newly preserved owlbear head. Uh, up on the wall, uh, everyone in town. Every time they see Tess, they're they're toasting her. They're they're going yay, yeah. um, They're clapping for her. I mean, she's kind of a local celebrity because she defeated the owlbear that was killing people in the town. Wait, um, that's what it was. Yeah, as far as everyone knows, that's what it was. <laughs> Based on what happened during Mary's session. <laughs> Congratulations, It's better Tess. this way. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, and so Gina and uh, Paige and Jeff are all still kind of cloistered up in in um, 
Gina and Paige's house, trying to do things uh, to um, to figure out what's going on with with uh, Gina and Jeff. And it seems like, based on uh, what we just went through there, it seems like your only clue that you have going forward is this little piece of tin. Um, although you could do whatever you wanted to do. Um, it just seems like that's the, the going option. The tin that uh, Silverleaf has? Indeed. Correct. Is it the one that Silverleaf is holding over their mouth? <laughs> no, that's the helmet. <laughs> no, that's a helmet. Um... <laughs> I want to, yeah, I, I, I would take the uh, the tin stamp and I want to talk to the tavern owner and say, Hey, have you ever seen a trading stamp that looks like this? Or symbol. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, it, we're, and we're going to say this is nighttime, just for mm-hmm. convenience sake. Okay. Um, he says, oh. He says, wait, you gotta come in this back room. And and he kind of ushers Silverleaf, he ushers you back into the kind of cook room behind. Um and uh the uh helmet sounds great, by the way. Uh okay. it's A okay. Um the uh but he says, Alright, come 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 back in this room. And he says, Listen, what you've got there, we don't there are some people you trade with and you shake hands and you give thumbs up. And uh, everyone makes a little bit of profit. And there are some people where you make a lot of profit, but you just don't talk about it. He says, that that right there, that's a group that you don't talk about. It. He says, that's, the, that's, a, uh, that's a trading company. They operate out of the Dragon Mirror. It's called Serpent Operations. Ooh. He says, but you know, if you... I, I don't know why you're asking me this. I don't know. Maybe you're looking for a job. But, um, but you know, they come through every now and again. I can I could hire it for a, a hefty price. I could hire you a guide to take you out to them if this is where you need to be. What, uh, what kind of price are we talking about? He kind of, he, he, he's eyeing that helmet. <laughs> and, he oh, no. says, and he says, uh, he says, I don't know, maybe... 30 gold pieces. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, thir- 30 gold pieces. How much How much gold do we have? I don't know. We haven't really played with that very much. Weg I... definitely has enough to cover that, because we yeah. got like 300 gold each for the first adventure. No, we didn't. I don't. And... No, you didn't get paid for that. No, for... Oh, did we not? <laughs> we, got, no. we got paid for helping Gina and Paige. Yeah. Well, some of you got paid for Our payment for, for the first adventure was... Jimothy's iron bow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> which is, which... Yeah, because Jimothy was going to pay us, but then we we bricked him up and sent him off to uh, Baldur's Gate. So, as correct. all great adventurers would do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Phineas ran away with that iron bow. Yeah. So, oh, man. Kyle... I have to track him down at some point. And Kylie um, obviously didn't get paid for the last one. Yes, because right. Kylie was not around. So yeah, you probably have enough. We could use this as an opportunity to now actually care about gold. I <laughs> are we are we all in that back room or just Silverleaf? Just Silverleaf. Okay. Currently, you could come get everybody. I guess. Silver let me Leaf. let me go get my uh, my uh, my business partners. Okay, now um, you're all in the room. Is this the <laughs> same person I was like I I sold the owlbear head to? Or... Yeah, he says ah Tess. <laughs> And I was like, how about I I give you back the gold that uh, you paid me for the owlbear head, and you provide us with the information. Mm, he says, all right. He says, that'll, that'll do. He says, you got to wait one day. He says, what day is it? And he's like doing some calculations in his head. He says, I think, I think we should be okay tomorrow. We'll wait until tomorrow. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's use this as an opportunity, just like gameplay-wise, to reset everyone's gold at like 100 gold, something like that. Oh, I um, and then we'll actually care about it from now on. I was okay. at three gold, yeah. nine silver. Yeah, because well, but you did get paid out for that last job, we'll assume. So well. <laughs> okay. How so do you... I? Mm, sorry. How do you change gold in the character sheet? You click on the gold. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. 
we can figure click, that out at the end. Click on the gold. Okay. It's in your equipment. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you probably have to equip it too. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, I, I equipped my gold. All right. <laughs> all right, so you all wait the the intervening uh, hour, or not hour, but day. He says, uh, you know, he gives you the idea. He says, look, this person's going to come through um, and they're not going to stop. You know, we're going to have to go out to the road. We're going to have to flag down a caravan. I'm going to get you on that caravan somehow. And then um, they're going to keep going through the night. So if there's anything you want from Easting before you leave, you should decide what that is now. Is there anything anyone wants? Any unfinished business? Anything like that? I am ready to adventure forth. <laughs> That's my silver leaf voice. <laughs> Working on it. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to check in on uh, Paige and Gina like before we go to see if there's anything we or they need like before we bounce okay um so okay so you go and knock on the door very similar to the last time that Tess knocked on the door uh Paige kind of opens the door you know a crack just enough to where you can see her face um and you have a kind of a short conversation where where you ask this, and she says, um, she says, you know, I think we need to leave. I think we need to leave. Um, where should we go? She says, even though the disappearances, even though everyone believes that the owlbears were responsible for the disappearances, at some point someone will see Gina, and I I can't control panic in a small town. Where did we help with the hobgoblin problem? Hmm. hmm. Um, That's a great question. Hmm. I believe we had talked about, um, like, that Kylie got kidnapped and taken somewhere, or, like, got tangled up in something and had to be rescued. Yes. So I think it was probably an area that the hobgoblins were, like, raiding. So I think we could have, like, a wide latitude of, you know... It doesn't necessarily have to be somewhere close to where the hobgoblins would have lived, right? Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's um, that it's that worker-run commune that we uh, we helped <laughs> to found nearby, right? Um, Obviously, we can just say we're gonna we'll say it uh, is outside the town of Triel. It's to the uh, west. All are welcome in Triel. Mm-hmm. Uh you should go there. Talk to Buildworth. Mm. They, in Triel. Yes, in Triel. Okay. And uh, they they should be able to help you get set up there. Just tell them that we sent you, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to welcome you into the town. Bob Buildworth. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got one name. <laughs> it's Buildworth. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and she says, thank you. We're going to take... Jeff with us. Um, his ranging days are over. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, your fault. Arm. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of is our fault. <laughs> well, it's not your fault he got turned into like a trash creature. Yeah, well. The initial part is not. I don't know if he'd be ranging <laughs> even if he had both arms, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think that, I think being a golem might impede <laughs> a noble <laughs> trash golem of the plains. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so that that's a good thing. No equipment or anything else that people wanna wanna procure, anything like that. Nope. Okay, just making sure. You go talk to Charlie backhand, and he says uh, it's the next day. He says, "All right, um, let's go out. Let's just go out to the road." And you go and stand up on the high road. Remember the the town is a little bit recessed down toward the hill where the abandoned mine is. And you walk up to the top of the road. You can see back south toward the Tower of Obalon. No shifting sky colors. Nothing like that. Yeah, you know, nothing um, abnormal. Just looking like the good old southern sky that you recognize. And uh, you begin to hear coming from the east a uh, um, hoofbeats. And um, a caravan comes through and this is maybe two large wagons that are being pulled by horses fairly quickly uh, much much faster than you might think for nighttime travel 
and um, so there's like two wagons, and then there are several people on horseback, and there's another uh, wagon in the back. You know, this is a um, a caravan that's got several guards who are all on horseback around it, and uh, Charlie Steetander is is out, um, you know, out by the road, and as it approaches, he holds up a lantern, and or not Steetander backhand. <laughs> Why has everyone got hand in their title? Um, and uh, he holds up a lantern and he blinks it in a pattern. Um, and fast enough that you don't really have time to memorize it or, or think of like the of what the message might be. And um, the uh, some horsemen, the, the caravan keeps on going, but some horsemen stop. And uh, they chat with Charlie backhand and they have a, a, a conversation um in what seems to be thieves can't does anyone understand thieves can't i do okay so so tess you can kind of pick up this is maybe a regional dialect that you don't quite uh have full understanding of but you can pick up the gist here charlie is negotiating for goods and services um that he's talking about you but he's also talking about all kinds of other stuff he's talking about metals and he's talking about um you know uh um uh hides and, and cured materials he is doing like a big eight-way trade it seems like to you uh in order to uh broker the steel but at the end of it um each of the riders holds their arm their hands down and grabs one of the party members and pulls them up on the horse behind them Whoa. and then they all take off <laughs> they're all wearing robes they're all wearing uh face coverings and they're wearing um like bandanas over their face to keep uh, dust out of their out of their mouth, and then you uh, are headed to the town of Tazir. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different. It takes several days for you to get there. You're riding quickly. These are not a talkative crew of people uh, at all. By the time you get to the next city outside of Easting or, or town, trading town, it's called Priya Pearl. Um, they purchase horses for you. Um, you get on your own horses, and oh then boy. you the next day you ride all day um, to Eversalt. They sell your horses there. They buy new horses for the entire team, and then they horse. keep going to Tazir. Yeah, it's it's an emotional journey for everyone, but you get the idea that this is a group of people. Whatever they are carrying, it is time sensitive, and they don't want to stop. Um, and they have enough money to where they really don't have to. Um, and so you make your way through Eversalt, which is a slightly larger town, a little bit more trade-oriented, and you get to Tazir. Um, the landscape here is changing as you are um, making your way across the countryside. You initially remember all the way back in Burdusk, this was kind of plains with a nice rolling river going through it. There was swampland, there was forest. Um, this is a little bit more rocky. This is um, a more floodplain-looking kind of stuff. Um, this is, you're moving from the plains to a coastal region. And by the time you get to Tazir at night, or around sundown, I guess I should say, on maybe the fourth day, um, you are seeing like large rock outcroppings. It looks like um, the, the Dragon Mirror, which is the large lake, think like Great Lake size lake, that you all know is here, though none of you have seen before. Um, it seems like the boundaries and the um, the the coast of the Dragon Mirror over the thousands of years in the region have maybe uh, swelled and then receded several times. Um, so you, there are some rocky cliffs occasionally, um, and then there are low-lying lands as well. Okay, you enter the town of Tazir. It's a small town. Um, or, or, or a small city. It's not a town. It's a city. It probably has maybe 20,000 people in it um, during the peak of the summer trading season, although it's still spring. Um, so, so, you know, there's not that many people here. It is dominated. It, it stretches along, uh, along the coast of the Dragon Mirror, which is in front of you, which you're looking out at. And um, it's dominated by um, warehouses and bunkhouses, and then a dock, an extensive dock, where lots of ships are docked for the evening. Um, you look at the Dragon Mirror, and this is the, um, other than the, um, you know, the Sword Coast and looking out at the ocean in, in that direction, 
This is the larger lake than any of you have ever seen. Silverleaf. This is bigger than the lake that you have grown up, uh, that you grew up around, that your that your uh, group is from. Kylie, you might have seen the Moon Sea as you traveled by it, um, but you never really took in, you know, the the largeness of it. You didn't really look out and yeah. and really experience it. And what you see when you look at it is a massive lake that's over 100 miles long at its widest point and shot through with traitors and pirates and marauders and brutal storms that sweep in from the sea of fallen stars to the east. It looks placid as you stare out at it from the dock at Tazir, but the private guard towers erected over the trading company warehouses that line the docks demonstrate the potential danger of the rocking water. This is a lawless expanse governed by unwritten codes and under-the-table dealing, and you know that there are a dozen towns just like this one that ring the Dragon Mirror, and each of them has their own competing guilds, companies, thieving organizations, and hidden bars filled with monstrous bounty hunters and cloaked magical creatures. So, so this is a different kind of place, right? The Dragon Mirror and the culture around it and the kind of cities and people that you're going to meet here are different from the ones that you're meeting in the kind of plains region that we've been before. So I'm just trying to give you a sense of, of a shifting kind of move. And the when, when you're dropped off in the center of Tazir, right near the dock here, um, the... the uh, caravan leader who you still don't know his name no one's using names here and no one's really having much chatter with you he points to one ship at the end of the dock and he uh walks away from you leaving you there at tazir kylie says well we when we met at baller's gate and now we're here and it seems like we finally come coast to coast So this this seems like a real like um uh like like a kind of Star Wars cantina sort of town. Yeah. So so the like a yeah real den, den of thieves and villains. And... Absolutely. So so uh, everywhere around the Dragon Mirror here. So the Dragon Mirror is kind of like a like a uh, like a small sea attached to a larger one. The Sea of Fallen Stars is to the east, and like you know, everyone knows this is like you know, uh, general cultural knowledge, right? Um, that the Sea of Fallen Stars is, like, full of pirates and stuff like that. Everyone knows that. There's, in fact, a place there called the Pirate Isles that's governed by pirates. Um, so you know that. But uh, the Dragon Mirror is just, like, a cultural offshoot of that. It's a little bit different, um, and and uh, maybe we can talk about that at some other point, but similar kind of idea to it, right? So this is a place where, yeah, if you go into any given tavern, you're going to see hobgoblins drinking with uh, dwarves, right? And that's not mm-hmm. going to be weird. Um, okay. Um, and you're going to see, um, you know, pirates hanging out with the local mayor, and that's not going to be weird. Um, you know, there's less formal government here. It, it's kind of like a, it's not quite a lawless land, but there's a different kind of law that's going on. The law of commerce. <laughs> The Pirate free market. Really, yeah, free market, exactly. Uh, Silverleaf is really excited about this enormous lake. Mm-hmm. It's it's big. It's a big old lake. It's salt uh, saltwater lake, though, right? Um, You know what? I don't know. Let's say it's freshwater lake. Okay. Uh, does it matter? I don't know. Slurp, slurp. <laughs> yeah, you can drink it. Let's say it's a freshwater lake. I honestly don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, I guess we should go talk to this boat. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Y'all want to go talk to a boat? Does it? Does anybody speak boat? <laughs> okay. So yes, yeah, so Wag introduces a... himself to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it says hello. <laughs> so so you you head down down to the boat. It's at the end of the dock, quite literally, the the very last slot. Um, and as you get there, you see a couple guards who are kind of milling around, um, and they kind of take note of you what they see of course is an incredibly dirty halfling a um a large um soot colored or 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 ash colored um creature um with uh tiny dot eyes um did you want to talk (laughs) anything about the that you look a little bit different now kylie 
Yeah, I think Kylie's skin is a bit darker and his eyes are more um, like just pinpricks of fire. Yeah, so so a little less um, a little less human, a little bit more elemental, you would say. Yeah. Ooh. Slightly more god king one. A maybe? little bit more god kingy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a bit more god kingy. And then did we did the rest of the party notice this? Have we talked to Kylie about it? Yeah. I, okay. I presumably yeah we just forgot I mean, to say like earlier. you said like you said earlier way might look a little bit different but uh but hopefully uh you know we still all accept each other um and then uh he kind of tugs his collar <laughs> Put, puts the helmet back on no the no. helmet never came off no. the helmet, the helmet is, that, not using the can makes it confusing when the helmet's oh, on I'm, oh i'm sorry <laughs> The okay, well, hold on. Let me restay that then. So, an incredibly dirty halfling, a like six foot tall, ash colored person with uh pinpicks of fire for pupils, a helmeted uh, uh elf with with a giant bundle of bone sticks, and then a cat creature. All yeah, into a bar. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you all walk in there and they're like, oh, that's a little bit. That's a little surprising, I guess, but you can tell it's not that surprising mm-hmm. for uh, for Tazir. And so they, you walk right on by them. You walk through a little gate, and you make your way to the um, to the boat. Um, there's one person sitting on like the gangplank, you know. To I guess that's what that's called the the little ramp that gets you up into the um, up into the boat. There's one person sitting there, and they've got one of those like accordions, like. And he's like singing a sad song. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, dwarf, and he's got uh, he's got a mohawk. He's cool. He's cool. heckin' cool. He's got an eye patch on, and he says, Arr. He says, "What ye want? Hail, boatkeeper. Yar. <laughs> I believe arrangements have been made for me and my compatriots to uh, take passage on your vessel." Mm, he says, "Yar, uh, let me." Uh, Seems like one of has got got something for me. Uh, Wag turns to Silverleaf and says, "Do do one of ye got something for this gentleman?" Yes, uh, good sir. Uh, I believe this is what you're looking for. Um, and Silverleaf holds out the the metal stamp. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he and so he does not move so i'm assuming that you're at the bottom of the of the of the ramp and he's at the top and he is still playing his thing and then he uh like tucks one end of it into his armpit and then holds his hand out and he's still playing it <laughs> um, relief um um puts it on top of his staff <laughs> uh and it like kind of floats in place a little bit and then reaches the staff up the gangplank to hand it to him yeah, you all see, uh, you you all see Silverleaf, who's got this like new new six foot staff, and it's got all these objects floating around it, and you kind of like, uh, like it it floats on the end, like an almost like an optical illusion, right? And it begins rotating around. Um, what are what's the other stuff that's floating around the end of this little stick? Um, probably like some um, some goat jerky, and okay. uh, <laughs> you know, like an egg. <laughs> that was not what I expected. And, and like yeah. a bundle of like uh uh like string and like the hook like tied up neatly that uh Silverleaf uses to to tie to his toe to fish. Mm, it's very practical, very pragmatic. So you do that, you hold you hold it up. Um you know, you don't walk all the way up the plank which which uh and, and when you do that, he kind of nods approvingly. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I might kill you." Uh, and, right. uh, and, and you, uh, you hold it out to him and he grabs some goat jerky and then he grabs the little tin type too, uh, uh, or a little tin press and he kind of holds it up and he, uh, he kind of looks at it with his one eye and he kind of holds it up to the torchlight. You know, there's torches around the boat here and he's, he holds it up and he says, I, he says, this is going to be, this is going to be a hard one. This might cost a little bit more. Money is no object. And, and then, then, he, then he, he makes a big eye. He's like, oh, yar. Um, he says, well, we can't leave till in the morning. So you can either stay on the boat with me 
And he starts, oh, Mary, beloved Belinda, la, la, la. <laughs> I just I think that's all songs. That's all pirate songs. Um, and uh, so he says, you could stay with me or you could you could go to one of the inns over there. And he, he points at kind of a row of inns and you can just hear like other loud, but instead of like, um, uh, of like, beloved Belinda, wondrous. Annabelle or whatever it, it's just like thumping drum music like boom 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 that's um, the club district yeah basically <laughs> um, and they, they call it the club district because if you if you don't if you're not careful you'll you'll get hit with one <laughs> you'll get clubbed Arr, that was my joke um, <laughs> but yeah so he says or you could stay over there basically for the evening you can try your luck over there Kylie heads towards the drum beats. Okay. I also need to go to the... Uh, I need to buy some boat shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yield spares. Like, uh, like wooden clogs, boat shoes? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, what do you think boat shoes are? <laughs> I don't know. Shoes that look like boats. Shoes uh, that are little wooden boats, like clogs. No one tell him. <laughs> <laughs> You all go over there. So, does everyone want to do that or just just Kylie? Yeah, I want to go shopping with uh, Silverleaf. All right, so you head over there. This is, um, um, you kind of split off into two groups. It's pretty clear where, like, the supply, you know, the general store is. There are people um, kind of loitering around outside. Basically, it seems like there's two cultures of, like, hanging out and drinking here in Tazir. Um, you know, for the pirates who are docked for the evening, there are uh, the people who are going to go and buy the booze themselves and like sit outside and, and hang out. And there's people who want to go to an inn who maybe have a little bit more money. Um, they're, they're doing the same kind of thing. It's just the context in which they're doing it. It's a little bit different. Um, so, um, and Tess, where are you going? Uh, I think I'm actually probably going to go with Wet and Silverleaf. Okay, so let's do uh, let's do Wag Silverleaf and Tess here. Let's so the camera whoop, goes over to them. You you get to uh, you know I don't know a well or something like that. And the party splits off, um, and Kylie goes toward the thumping music of the the taverns, and uh, the other three go to uh, what looks like you know a supply store. And you go in there, and, like, it's rowdy as hell, even inside of there. There are people, like, hanging out. They're singing competing songs. It looks like there's a, um, uh, uh, gosh, what what are the things called where people sing without musical accompaniment? What's that acapella? called? Acapella? Yeah, there are, like, eight pirate acapella groups here. Cool. <laughs> and, and they're good. Cameron, <laughs> you're going to have to give us some of those pirate acapella Oh, Annabelle. <laughs> but it sounds so much better. No, no, the names. The uh, the sharp cutlasses. Oh, uh, I see. you want the actual names. The, yeah, so there's the sharp cutlasses. There's the uh, the dirty daggers. There are... Wait, how is that um, musical? Well, it's dirty, like a dirty note. The, 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 um, the, uh, the pitch boy perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, Keep going. Uh, uh, oh man, I can't. Um, uh, looking glasses there. <laughs> Is that one of them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, the bellowing <laughs> cannons. I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah, there we go. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's better than I could come up with. Um, okay. So they're all in there and they're kind of competing. You can tell there's a kind of a, a, a wizened woman. She she looks like she's probably seventy years old. She's kind of bent over. She's got a got a staff that she's holding, you know, by a big ornate brass knob on the top of it. You know, she spent a little bit of money on this thing, and she's there and she's kind of behind a register. There's a big orc standing behind her with his arms crossed. Kind of looks like a bodyguard, and she looks like she is very much over acapella music. <laughs> and she says, "Are are you another one? Are you another one of them?" Oh, are you're you? not, madam. Oh, thank, 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 uh, Cyric. Oh, Annabelle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're here to engage in, in some uh, maritime commerce. Um, Silverleaf is in his element. Uh, he, he goes over to the boat sue section. He immediately picks out some, uh, you know, some, like, high quality, like, 
shoes with like rubberized feet. He like uh, he he picks out a smaller pair for Wig and a and a and a, and a specialized pair for for Tess. He's going over to the 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 array of like good luck charms that they have on the wall. Um, you know, he like there's like a machine that he puts like a like a like a copper piece and then two silver pieces in and cranks. Um, and it, it like spits out um, a uh, like a flattened copper piece with the uh, the image of uh, Umberly on it, um, and then he like puts it on a hook and puts it around his neck. Um, you know he's 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 going all out. He's he's ready for this. Ready Get in for the this, candy store. This sea voyage. Um, so okay, so yeah. um, so really, if you're gonna get inspiration, great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you don't have it already, I think you might. I think you might already have inspiration. Um, and just just a reminder for people um, who who might not be familiar with inspiration. Inspiration is a thing that the DM can give for, say, really great role play or really smart solution to a puzzle, something like that. Um, a, a really good idea that you have, and you can use it. You have to call the shot beforehand, right? You can't retroactively do it, but but you can use it to gain advantage on a roll of whatever type you want. So it's just kind of like a, a stored ability. Think of it that way. I'm going to try to get better about handing that out, but what do uh, what do Tess and uh, Wegg want to do here? Wegg uh, wants to uh, look and see if there are any toys. toys like toy, toys what, like what? What kind of toys? <laughs> you know, like 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 a little like a little, you know, wooden figure or like a, a toy, like a like a model kit, you know, or some kind. Like convenience stores always have like, you know, like a cap gun, you know, like toys that aren't good but will last for the trip that you're on. I, I see. Uh, yeah, you. So you kind of look around. You know, honestly, there's not that many children on these pirate boats. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of children in Tazir. Um, in a general sense, and so toys are kind of hard to come by. You do find the world's saddest wooden soldier toy, and it's a um, it's a purple knight. Um, you, you all know that the purple knights are a uh, the, the kind of armed guard of Cormir, the nation to the north of the Dragonmere, and so it's a little purple knight. Um, but this is a toy unique from Tazir, and they hate the purple knights. And so mm. it's like a little knight figure, and it's painted purple, and it's got like a little face on it, and it's got X's over its eyes. And it's oh, got no. a sword in its hand, and its sword's been snapped off. So like someone has either built this to be like like a beaten up purple knight, or someone has customized it later. You can't really tell. It's it's that that level of craftsmanship <laughs> uh, to begin with. So So you do find that. It's the only uh, kind of toy that you see. Well, Wegg picks that up, and then he all, he walks uh, to the back where the the big wall of refrigerated drinks is, and uh, <laughs> he gets a, a frappuccino out of that. Uh, I, I hate to to, to report, there's no uh, giant wall of refrigerated drinks. There is, no, in no. fact, um, there is uh, just a large display of different uh, alcohols, and then uh, there is one small display. Of Maztecan coffee, Ooh. the premier, Ooh. the premier coffee of of the region, or of, is of it the world, as far as you know? Is it like beans or is it like cans of coffee? Well, it's not cans of coffee. It's small micro barrels of coffee. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, flasks well, of coffee. Uh, Wegg is very excited and picks up two flasks of coffee. Okay, sounds good. And uh, Tess, what are you after? I. Uh, would like to pitch this store owner on the hedge wizard refrigeration system that I have <laughs> invented um, so that they can they can keep cooled drinks available in their store. Um, okay, so ju- just to be clear from a, from, um, uh, from a meta perspective, this doesn't exist, correct? <laughs> I mean... I could... No, 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 no. I've heard of this. It's called a witched air. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a deception check. <laughs> okay. I rolled a six. I'm sorry, a six? Uh, ten total. Okay. Um, oh, and by the way, so uh, Silverly, for all those things that you got, let's say that cost 12 gold. 
Okay. And um, Weg, let's say that's four total for you. Okay. Uh, let me let me hold on, let me do a little post rolling here. So she, the the shopkeeper, she kind of narrows her eyes a little bit. She says, "You, do you think that I can get all these pirates in here all the time and not know when someone's trying to sell me a bill of goods? I'm the one that sells the bill of goods. You see that toy your little goofball friend bought over there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see how much money he spent on that thing? Yes. <laughs> you can't rip off a rip offer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out here, though. The people you're ripping off, they will be impressed. And honestly, it doesn't actually matter if the drinks are chilled. They'll think they are. And she, well, she says, she like, uh, she, uh, what do you call it? Um, like, waggles her eyebrows and she says, well, that's a great idea you just gave away for free. That's true. You know what? Owned. That's fine. <laughs> I am not too concerned. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so is that is that it for the the general store here? Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me. Okay. So um, you all are you going back to the boat? Where you, where you, what are the three of you doing? Just to kind of put an end cap on this one. Uh, I I'm probably going to spend the night on the boat. I would actually. I'm I'm probably going to go swimming and then go to sleep. Okay. Everyone else going to the boat? Yeah, I'm going yeah, back to yeah. the boat. Okay, so Weg, on your way back to the boat, um, you kind of are hanging out behind everyone else. You're kind of you're looking at your toy. You're kind of walking a little bit slowly, mm-hmm. and you see a um, you hear a barking dog. Woof, woof, woof. Okay, and everyone's a little bit ahead of you. You know that the, the street is dark. And out of the darkness, out of an alleyway, a Tazirin alleyway, anything could be there. Um, you hear something padding out, and it's a, a large black mastiff. I mean, this is a hmm. big black dog, um, and it it's not it, it's not growling at you. It's it's kind of panting. <laughs> it's looking friendly, mm-hmm. um, but it looks. It looks at you, and it makes eye contact with you, and you're kind of startled. You're so startled that you mm. drop your little toy. And you hear. It moves its mouth. I mean, it's talking to you. And it says, considered you not the ant? And then what? it turns around and walks away. What? Sometimes my arms bend backwards. <laughs> it's just the facts, folks. Uh, the, that gum you like is coming back in style. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So Kylie, did um, anybody did anybody else see or hear that, or was that just a... they were uh, they were a little bit heady. They were chatting. They were talking about um, the you know the the different um, uh, value like the the different benefits of different types of shoes when you're on a boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Um, uh, Silverleaf was explaining to Tess like you know. This is why you need boat shoes. <laughs> um, so no, they didn't. They didn't see that or hear that at all. And you were kind of struck speechless a little bit there. Yeah. Um, well, Be what, sure to pick well, up Wag, your toy. Wag picks up his toy and then says, "Friends, friends!" and and runs after them. Mm. What is it? What is it, little father? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm not quite sure how to explain this. I was just spoken to by a large dog in an alleyway. Are you, are you sure you picked up coffee and not booze? I, uh, yes, and he shows them both flasks of coffee, and neither of them have been opened. Mm. Still um, got the wax on them, I see. Uh, <laughs> what 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 kind of dog was it? I mean, it might be a uh, it might be a sailor's omen. It it was a large black mastiff. Mm-hmm. Well, I would recognize mm-hmm. the kind of dog that it was. Yeah. Okay. It's... Um, and was and it, it bigger or smaller me, than you? Oh, much larger. And and it said to me, I need to make a, I need to roll to see if I remember what it said. <laughs> no, you want me to just tell you again? Yeah, what did it say? Considered you not the ant? It said, considered you not the ant? 
I have no idea. Wegs freaked out. Considered you not the ant. Wait, Can give I, me uh, a uh, well, give me a, a religion check really quick, Wade. Yeah. All right, so that's a twenty-one. Okay. Well, do you know what Aragolin's holy symbol is? Oh, that's right. Aragolin's holy symbol is a large black dog. There you go. So you 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 kind of recognize and realize as you're talking it through with these two that this is perhaps a message to you from Aragolin. Considered you not the ant. And as you say that, as you start thinking about it, you're kind of, you know, looking at the ground, you're trying to puzzle it out, and you, in fact, see one ant. You see an ant carrying a, a little piece of crap or whatever, you know, street stuff, and you see it carrying it over its head, and it goes right to your foot, and then it goes into a little hole in the ground. I I had not considered. Okay. So uh let's let's uh camera over to Kylie here. Kylie, you make your way into Before I make my way in, can I duck into mm -hmm. a back alley and change into my um fine clothes? Hey, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I think that Kylie could probably do that on the move. Oh <laughs> um yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just to to my mind, it's like a um, like a tuxedo that you can rip off your body with with uh, you know it's got Velcro on it <laughs> that you that you like uh, you like take your mail? leather jerkin off. Yeah, you like take your you flip your chainmail off and it's just it's finery under there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like okay. when James Bond unzips the wetsuit and it's a perfect tuxedo. Yeah. See, there you go. Exactly. Um, for like the that. record, so, it's. An emerald green suit with herringbone inlay. That's, that's a that's a fancy suit. Wow. Yeah. Was was this acquired um, on your solo adventure? No. No, nope. he's had this the whole time. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Be, befitting a god king. So yeah. So you walk in. This is called the uh, the rapturous raptor, um, and you see like a, a it's a big. It's a, the sign is just like a big hawk that is colored in like all kinds of different rainbow colors. Um, it's very mm. cool, and it's it's very shiny. It looks like maybe even like a mild enchantment has been put put on it to like really sell the illusion. And so you uh, you walk in here, and there's like over to your left, there's a stage, and there are uh, like two lute players, and they're like ding -a -ding -a -ding -a -ding, like jamming out, <laughs> and there are like it's like Slipknot up there. There's like seven drummers and they are like just going to town on these drums. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of people in here hanging out at the bar, hanging out at the tables. Um, it's a pretty big room. I would say there's probably like a hundred people in here and they're all drinking and having a good time. Um, I like to go to the, one of the barkeeps and ask for who's in charge. Um, and then he, he just kind of points. It's a lot like uh, the film Roadhouse. In fact, everything about this, just keep in your mind, is basically <laughs> like the film Roadhouse. And he, he points up, and there's like a little stairwell that leads up into a second uh, second level with a window in it. And he points up there, and there's a, uh, there is a uh, guy up there, a human. Um, uh, and he's just looking out over, over the dance floor. Um, yeah, I go up. Okay, you go up there and you knock on the door and he lets you in. What what do you what are you after here? I say this um, establishment is clearly overflowing with sound. I could hear it all the way from the boats. But what you're lacking is a show. And Kylie um, holds up his hand and puts like a different color flame on the tip of each finger and says, I can give you visuals to go with your music tonight for the right price. He says, oh, how, how, how much, how much I gonna cost? 
I'm um, a businessman. I was thinking my usual rate is 200 gold pieces. Says, ah, we make that in an hour. You get on down there. And he pats you on the back and tries to shake your hand. Um, yeah, Kylie takes the flames down to a slight. The handshake is still warm, but not enough to blister. He goes, woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he shakes your hand. All right, you go down to the stage. You stand in between... Um, uh, between Rose, Axel, and Spike, uh, the two Is that players, four people and or three people. That's just two people. Okay. Rose, Axel is one person, and Spike. Uh, he's is he's um. It's Charl Axel's brother. <laughs> oh, I was imagining Spike from like Mario. No. Um, and so you you go down and you go on stage. Give me a performance check. You can give me a performance check with advantage because everyone's drunk. Um, that's 14. Okay. Tell me about your show. Um, I think, you know, like the Blue Man Group? That's, that's never a good description of the beginning of the show. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I know like the Blue Man Group. Um, Kylie sort of does the, like, he mimics the drummers. But his okay. drums are made out of, like, light and flame. And like every time he pound, like mimicking the drummers, every time he pounds them, jets of fire shoot out of different colors. Okay, cool. And you just do that for like several hours. Yeah, gets into it. All right, it's it's way good. This is not really a tipping culture, so you know you're not going to make any additional money. But after you know, I don't know, several hours, you um, you know. You go up and you go back up to the the owner, and he says, "Ah, that's a good that's a good show. You can come on back next time." I will, and um, he winks and leaves. Oh okay. well, he says, "Can you recommend a good place for a room for the night?" He says, "Ah, it's six a.m. I don't it, know if you need a room for the night." Um, I'm just kidding. I got I lost track of time. <laughs> Wait, um You can stay in you can stay in the inn next door. When's the boat leaving? Uh unsure. Unclear. Okay. Sunrise, maybe. The, yeah, I mean as long as it's more than an hour or two, Kylie's gonna try and get some sleep. Okay. Well yeah, you you go to the inn next door, it's loud as hell and it's difficult to get a good night's sleep, but you know, you give your one gold piece and you get your pallet and uh and you sleep there the night. Next morning, you head back to the boat. Real quick, before we move on, I just want to point out that uh, apparently for Cameron, the Blue Man Group is a step down from Slipknot, which is what he originally <laughs> described this musical act as. Yeah. All right. Just, In a pirate want... town? Absolutely. <laughs> In a pirate, just think of it this way. In a pirate village... Do you think Slipknot would be more popular or the Blue Man Group? Fred Armisen would kill. Wowee. This is Cameron again. Thanks so much for listening again. John Fio, a.k.a. Audio Sprite, did the uh, new theme song that we have here and the new little bumpers that we have in between. Go down to the description below to check out his stuff. You can also go down to learn about our Discord, where you can come hang out. You can follow us on twitter.com slash rangetouch. You can check out our YouTube videos on youtube.com slash rangetouch. Every Thursday, I stream on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rangedtouch. And we, of course, have all kinds of other stuff for you to check out, including merch. You can buy a Range Touch t-shirt on um, uh, rangetouch.com so you can check that out as well if you like what we do you can go to patreon there's a patreon link down in the description below of whatever you're listening to this on and uh, as little as a dollar a month really helps us out so that's a lot of information for you but i hope you enjoy the show next time we're gonna start doing boat stuff um <laughs> it's really interesting in fact because you know we've recorded quite a far quite far ahead 
of this uh, by the time you listen to it, by the time I'm recording this. And in fact, so much in this episode, I kind of forgot so much of this comes back in, in fun ways. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoy, enjoyed running it and uh, looking forward to the next one. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for giving us your time. We will see you or hear you or talk to you next episode.